I'm starting a coalition for um, for baked potatoes. I'm calling it well, specifically the toppings. I'm calling mm-hmm. it all chives matter. Oh God. And then I'm any- starting another coalition. I'm starting another coalition for shitty local balls bars called uh, All Dives Matter. Do you have any kids that we don't know about, Dad? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Daddest joke I've ever heard. Oh my god! Come on, it's funny as shit. It's a dad joke. Uh, welcome to part two. <laughs> I got, I got another one. Here. I yep. got. Go ahead. Uh, for all dorky white guys, all jives matter. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> jives, I hate you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Welcome to part two of part two of uh, Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna edit this all into one super long thing. So, Man, I took a week to record this because shit comes up all the time. So, mm-hmm. but um, the last thing we talked about was the actual Money in the Bank match from that 2010 pay per view. The yeah. match after that was Cena versus Sheamus in a steel cage match, and that was that certainly was. That was a match. That included the Nexus. Yeah. Which I don't think anybody in Nexus is still in WWE besides uh, besides Brian. Uh, who? Brian. Or was no? He was already out of the Nexus by that point. Yeah. Mm, yeah, nobody's with that company anymore. David Otunga. Yeah, that's pretty much it. No. The difference that 10 years can make. I, well, even a year, shit. But, like, I'd be surprised if any, like, if, like, 75% of those guys were still with the company. It's true. PJ Black was recently on Being the Elite. Who? PJ Black. Oh, uh, AKA Justin That was interesting. Bieber. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! There's gonna be an elite today. That's something I watched. Yeah. There's damn right. Um, there's gonna be too. But um, yeah. So there's the money in the bank. Like we'd be more enthusiastic about it, but like that whole period of like the Nexus just coming and fucking shit up was kind of like dumb. Because like. It'd be better if they were like NWO and just destroying everything, but it like they were almost clearly helping Sheamus. Yeah. And I think this was the beginning of the end of the original incarnation of Nexus. I don't think I've ever really cared too much for Sheamus or Sean, honestly. Like I just yeah. He made a really good uh Bebop or Rock Study. I can't remember which one he was. Really? Yeah. And it's Turtles. Mm. No. Yeah, it's pretty good in that movie. Um, well, yeah, so a lot of stuff has has happened since then. We recorded started recording last Wednesday. It's on Monday the eleventh. Just to put us in time. Mm-hmm. Um let's go over real quick AEW. That street fight, dude. Oh my god, that street fight was amazing. They did it from Daly's place. Yeah. And so Daly's place uh, is like connected to the football stadium. Correct. The Jaguars playing. And just the way that they were able to use all that 
space without really making it feel like they actually had to travel like far, like like super far away just to get to the football stadium because that's yeah. where it ended. Yeah, but that was brilliant. Um, unfortunately, Matt Hardy lost in his debut match, but I mean that's fine. That's fine. He didn't. Did he take the pin or was it Omega who took the pin? Um, I can't remember. Omega. It was Omega because they power bombed Omega through that yeah. table. Yeah. You see, that's fine then. He didn't eat the pin. But it was like it was just my god. That was one of the hell of a street fight. That part where he hit Sammy with the cart. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. We had a uh, so Matt Hardy came out as broken Matt Hardy, and then midway through the match, he switched into regular Matt Hardy, and then at the end of the match, he was Damascus. Mm-hmm. Which I thought oh, was great. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Um, just the end, especially like, unfortunately, the numbers game kind of like got to them, and all the uh, all the inner circle started just kicking Hardy's and Omega's ass. But just that ending visual of the inner circle standing in the football field and then, like, the lights in the background and the scoreboard and everything, that yeah, was fireworks awesome. went off. Yeah, that was dope. That was smart. We got more pyro than we did at WrestleMania. They could have had sparklers for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They were able to do it for Gilbert. They should have done it for Gilbert. Yeah. Just add like two more sparklers. What we have to do. And I mean, they've done sparklers like in smaller confined areas for wrestling in the past. So. Yeah, but they have laws and they're more well known, so people would get on their case more. Now, interesting fact: I can't remember who. I can't remember who this person is, but one of the UFC fighters who was in the same mm-hmm. hotel as the AEW guys no. tested positive for coronavirus. Ooh. I mean, hopefully he didn't get anywhere near any of those particular wrestlers. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Um, NXT, Adam Cole retained over Velveteen Dream. That was kind of really one of the only notable things from that show. We all kind of saw that coming, though. Yeah. Um, Killer Cross's debut was pretty nice. There we go. My bad. Killer Cross. Killer Cross's entrance was actually pretty dope. Yeah. And uh, Scarlett Bordeaux is now just only known as Scarlett. Yep. That was interesting. Bear with me, I'm plugging my laptop in. Hmm? I said bear with me, I'm plugging my laptop in. Very good. So yeah, Scarlet Bordeaux is now just Scarlet. Hmm. I don't know I put my iPad up. I have my notes. Keep talking. Let me go grab my iPad. Um, motherfucker, so professional. So, so professional. Uh, here, we'll just pause it right here. Uh, 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 uh. All right, yeah, we did not pause at all. And no, we did not. You no, know, we did not pause at all. It was totally planned. Yes, yeah, totally planned because we're all professionals here, and we yeah. know when to have our power source near our stuff. <laughs> Usually, I'm the one who's uh, profess- 
has all my shirt ready. So I get Except condoms. I, mean, what? I get a pass. Okay, sure. That's that's what you want to call it. <laughs> but uh yeah, so, uh Killer Cross made his uh, NXT debut. Yep. Killer Cross made his NXT debut. Um he was looked good. I mean there's a lot of hype around him, so it it doesn't really surprise me. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he gets what he's looking for out of uh, being in NXT. Now, uh, we had SmackDown after all this stuff, and SmackDown was a show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just SmackDown and Raw feel so boring. More SmackDown than Raw. Wait, we haven't had Raw yet. We start. We recorded last Wednesday. We did. We did record last Wednesday, but we're last like last Monday's Raw. We talked about Raw. Yeah, I know. I'm just stating in general oh. that both SmackDown and Raw, pretty boring. Please cover SmackDown for us. Just a little. Just just the hits. Just the hits. If there's any. Um, it was a show. Any build up for money in the bank in that show? Um, you know what? Not really too much build up. It didn't feel like a uh, it didn't feel like a go home show for a pay per view. You had right. I mean, you had the build up like. So your first match was uh, Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville, uh-huh. which Deville won by pinfall after she cut, you know, after she grabbed some of the tights. Mm-hmm. So not a clean finish, but whatevs. Um, then we had New Day and Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison versus and the Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. which uh, the Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons won by pinfall. Or sorry, it was uh, Miz who had a skull crush finale on Dorado for the pin. Mm. Uh, then we had a oh yeah, we had we had some match build up for the pre show. So what was the pre show match? The pre show match was uh, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Okay. And uh, we had you know one of those segments with. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Renee Young. Then uh, we, you know, we had a little bit of the Braid Bronstrom Bray Wyatt thing. And that's really it. The main met, the main event of the night was uh, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and Otis versus King Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. That was your. Mm. That was your uh, go home match. Well then, so basically nothing that had to do with the money in the bank. I mean, other than the fact that Daniel Bryan, oh Otis, yeah, and, and Corbin are in the money in the bank. That's pretty much it. But except the other half wasn't. So what the fuck? Yeah. And like, like there was, they weren't even on the card. No. It would have made more much more sense to have the three Raw guys versus the three SmackDown guys. Yeah. But I digress. It, it was a very boring, 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 boring show. 
but uh, Money in the Bank happened this past this past Sunday, aka yesterday. Uh huh. And uh, oh boy, oh boy. So the show itself ran two hours and twenty four minutes with a one hour pre show. Okay, so it was still less than a usual uh, a usual peer review under normal circumstances. Correct. Now, according um, to uh, Russell Tuck, um, this is because Vince McMahon wants to do, you know, smaller or shorter pay-per-views while there's no fans. Yeah. So. I mean, that uh, uh, that's what I was thinking of too. I mean, like, I can understand without fans because it, it still feels weird, but also like for just for the sake of like not having too many people around still, because like some of those matches were still alive. I think the only matches that weren't live were obviously the Money in the Bank match, and I think one of the championship matches wasn't. What show? Uh, which matches were live? Um, the Truth Lashley one I heard was live. Okay. And um, the women's. Okay. And I think uh, I think the McIntyre Rollins one was live. That one like felt like it was forever. That wasn't horrible though. It didn't feel long, but it wasn't necessarily horrible. Now uh, we had a total of eight matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's including pre-show. So let's kick it off by uh, the pre-show. So you know all this hype was Jeff Hardy was building like. We just got a pre-show match for him. Uh-huh. They spent the for last... Jeff Hardy? Huh? For Jeff Hardy? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's nothing... Nothing really fits in the in the card for him to, ne- necess- to necessitate him being on the main card. Because he's just coming back. Wait, wait. You wanna, was, you... Sheamus was feuding with him. Oh, yeah, huh? But yeah. Sheamus wasn't in the match. No. Sheamus didn't even wasn't even on the pre-show. I I look at it as like they want and buy the thing, so they're gonna use a returning star with a big name. That's my excuse for it, at least. I guess. It just it feels like a waste of uh, talents from Jeff Hardy. Well, you have to kind of ease him back in. It's like when you see somebody for the first time and you you know you have sex again for like the first time in months and then you just can't go straight to straight to the thing without foreplay. No, you gotta ease it in. Uh, I know that's not how you do it. But <laughs> glad, you're just glad like, this is gonna hurt. Uh, this is gonna hurt me when it hurts you. Uh. Like ah, oh, that felt pretty good. Um, and he's just like it. Maybe might have felt good for you. <laughs> then we had our first match of the night, which was the Fatal Four Away for a SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Which I'm surprised they had ten fucking eight people in the ring. Yeah, nine people total around the ring. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, they are in Florida, so nobody really cares in Florida. Did you see that fucking video? Uh, 
I mean, I don't know if it was, no, it was a fucking, uh, it was, uh, well, I, I don't know if it was a video, but I heard audio of this fucking lady who was, she's in Florida, she's in, like, I think, um, it's like Jacksonville, maybe, I don't fucking remember, but she's, like, driving in her car, or whatever, and she's talking about, like, why people are getting the virus, and they're like, oh, it's because all these people drink Corona, like, that's what's giving you the virus, it's all Corona, you know what we drink down here in Florida? Natural light, why? Because it's natural. <laughs> fucking kidding me. That's the most Florida thing I could ever imagine. I was just like, I couldn't tell if she was being facetious or not, but I was just like, fucking hell. That's why they call it Florida, man. I mean, uh, all right, let's get through this pay-per-view. So we had the New Day versus Forgotten Sons, most more specifically Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake, mm-hmm. uh, Miz and Morrison. And the Lucha House Party of Grand Malik and uh, Lance Dorado. And so the finish saw, it was I think it was Big E pin. Mm-hmm. Dorado for the belts. And then, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a match. I loved the high-flying stuff that we got out of Lucha House Party and John Morrison. Mm-hmm. I think, oh my god. Make Lucha House Party dark and join with dark John Morrison. Changes, change John Morrison's name back to Johnny Mundo. I'm sure they know that, and I'm sure AAA will jump on their ass to sue him no matter what. <laughs> like, real quickly. Even after all the time they've used WWE music, they'll be like, nope, you use Mundo. Stars. Give us pesos. I mean, money. <laughs> they would. They really, really would. I, I guess. No, you know what they they name him instead of uh, Johnny Mundo. They call him uh, Johnny Menudo. I'm all for it. I, I mean, I'd be okay with that. I, I prefer Johnny Pozole, but okay. <laughs> I was gonna just say Johnny Pozole too. Uh, yeah. Give me that. I, I want that. I want that in real life. Uh, then after that, we had what was what was supposed to be a match between R Truth and MVP, mm-hmm. um, but it, Bobby Lashley came out, told MVP, "Go home, you have the night off." Mm-hmm. R Truth accidentally slept Bobby Lashley, and yeah, it was a squash fest. Yay! Um, after the match, they had like a post-match interview with uh, R Truth in the back and. He's talking about how he needs his 24-7, 365, 365, 420, 711, uh, I-95 championship back. I-95 South. I-95 South, sorry, yeah. So he said he was going to, uh, he said he was going to pin Tom Brady for it. Which I kind of want to see. I, I kind of want to see that too. I just kind of want to see opening day of NFL and, Archive comes out and pins Tom Brady. Yeah. Rob Bukonski just starts running. It'll be fun. Uh, then after this, we had... we had, Oh, actually, before this, we had another promo with uh, with with our uh, boy, Drew McIntyre. First of all, he wished all the mothers a happy Mother's Day, which was so sweet of him. Such a little I mean. heart. I'm sure just by looking in the camera and saying that he made a lot of people mothers. 
I wouldn't mind having a really psychotic Scottish baby from him. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss more from that. So then after after his promo we had Bailey versus Tamia. Um I didn't realize this. This was uh Tamina's first chance at any sort of uh singles title belt. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that either. Didn't oh no, no 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 yeah 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 they they somebody mentioned it last time. Yeah. I didn't realize that till last night and I was like, oh um, here's my problem with the match is the finish. Mm-hmm. So Bailey rolled up Tamia with with her shoulders, mm-hmm. but it just looked really really sloppy. Kind of yeah. I just want to make a point though that everybody always has a problem with your finishes, so I don't know who why you have room to speak about this. But, <laughs> but go on. Look, my finishes are amateur, not professional. You know I'm not wrong. I wouldn't know that. We're not from Alabama. We're not from Florida. We're not from Virginia. I was going to say Virginia, but okay. East Virginia. Southwest Virginia. Let's go on. Um... Virginia is really weird too, because like if you're from Northern Virginia, you don't right. identify as a Southern Virginian. Really? Yeah. Like if you're from Richmond, you don't say you're from Virginia. You say you're from Richmond, Virginia. It's a real thing. I mean, but would you want to be from? Like, would you, Would you really want to delineate like, oh, I'm from South something, I'm from South whatever, unless you're from South Dakota. But even then, like, even if you're from South Dakota, you're not like I'm from South Dakota. You're like I'm from the Dakota on the bottom. Bottom Dakota, not top Dakota. Yeah. It says a lot about yourself as a person when you say that. So, on the bottom. Mm. <laughs> Uh okay. Anyways, back to back to the subject. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh fuck, Bailey. So yes, Bailey uh, ended up pitting her. Uh, there was some post match shenanigans. I don't think it's the end of uh Tamia versus Bailey for a while. I'm pretty sure it's going to continue on for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Then after that, we had the. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt match. And uh, this is kind of exactly how I called it. So it was Bray Wyatt, not fiend Bray Wyatt. So it came out with the whole Firefly Funhouse, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I figured I, I figured for all these matches, especially for the two world title matches, they were going to take any belts off of anybody because it's far too soon. I agree. So, like, first off, like, one, like, I knew that. Two, why do you think these two matches went on third and fourth? Like, do you think they automatically knew that the Money in the Bank match was just going to be, like, the best thing? 
I think it's a mixture of that being the best thing and the fact that nobody was going to cash in money in the bank on that day. Well, I mean, not if there's, I mean, yeah, I guess there's always that threat, but like, you don't telegraph about having that match on last for that reason. That's true. They oh, they did. So WWE kind of kind of spoiled things midway through, uh, or actually mid midway through the program when they had a promo promo for one of their upcoming shows, um, and I'll talk about that after the Money in the Bank Bank match itself. But um, yeah, so Braun Strowman ends up defeating Bray Wyatt. There was some shenanigans where you know he put the black sheep mask back on. Mm-hmm. And for a second there, you know, it looked like Braun was coming back with Bray, and obviously not. Uh, it was, it was a decent match. Yeah, it, I mean, just the. the, the... Nope, you whatever they're that. doing with Bray Wyatt seems to be more fun and more thought out. Sorry, whatever they're doing with Bray Wyatt right now seems more fun and more thought out than anything before Crown Jewel. Or anything, at, you know, Crown Jewel, between Crown Jewel and, you know, WrestleMania. Because, yeah. like, some of the stuff for WrestleMania, like, the, some of the build-up was good, especially maybe, like, the last week or two. But everything else is kind of, like, meh. Now, do you see, uh, do you, what do you think is the next thing for Bray Wyatt? Do you think he challenges Brock Strowman as the Fiend? Uh, well, yeah, it's going to have to be The Fiend next, so whatever uh, pay-per-view is going to be next, it's going to be The Fiend, obviously. Backlash is the next pay-per-view. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him taking it off. I mean, The Fiend's only been destroyed. Uh, destroyed. The Fiend's been only been defeated once, mm-hmm. so, I mean, they could have Braun Strowman be his second defeat, which would kind of make sense because Braun Strowman is so big, but they will really want to keep up that whole, like... I guess not Mystique, but just the whole, like, how dangerous the Fiend is, it makes sense for him to bring Braun Strowman down. Yeah. Um, next up, we had Drew McIntyre versus uh-huh. Seth Rollins with a uh, new Seth Rollins music. Again, this match did feel kind of long. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, I get it. It's, it's that whole... Um, Messiah. Uh... Well, no, I wasn't going to say Messiah. It's just that whole thing of um, not giving anybody a reason to cheer for the heel. Yeah. So that's why they changed his theme. That's why they changed his theme from, you know, burn it down to whatever the fuck this is, this whole Messiah thing. But also, like, they did it with Shinsuke Nakamura when after WrestleMania, they changed his theme to that uh, Japanese music because nobody would be able to sing along to it. They wanted to take that away from the fans. So this is smart. I see it. I don't like it, but I understand it. Do you uh, do you know why? Uh, do you know the words to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's song? Um, I kick people in the balls because that's what they tell me to do. Because Vince really likes balls. I don't know. It's actually no. It's been translated into. Uh, it's been translated into kicking AJ Styles in the balls. Really? Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> it's, it's really that. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's brilliant. 
<laughs> you look so dumbfounded right now. You're like, I never knew that. Yeah, that's kind of his legacy now. That's yeah. CJ Styles' legacy. Besides being fucking like, I mean, besides being buried by the Undertaker, he's now had his nuts knocked around by Shinsuke Nakamura, and that's just something I'm going to remember when he goes into the Hall of Fame. It's the whole reason why he wasn't cut from WWE yet is because the uh, the amount of ball kicks he's taken from Shinsuke Nakamura. Just they're like, okay, well, you're never gonna have kids again, so we'll keep you around through this pandemic. <laughs> like it's kind of our bad. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the match? Money and uh, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. It went too long. It went far too long. Um, I think it was okay. I didn't think. Um, I would have turned it down like five minutes. How long was the match? Twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's far too long. Yeah, I would have trimmed off about five minutes because you want to, you know, you made him beat the beast, and now I guess yeah, he's going up against the king slayer or the beast slayer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you you could have made Drew look a little bit stronger, not like he had to fight for it like immediately off the back. No. But I kind of like the point that like I kind of like the point that Joe was making um, on commentary. I think it was Joe. I don't remember. Who, I think it was maybe uh, uh, Tom Phillips or whatever. Yeah. But they were saying how, you know, Drew McIntyre has to prove how that he can carry the company as the champion. And, like, you know, he has to prove that to Seth Rollins, who basically had to prove the same thing. And now Seth ago, is, yeah. like, one of – yeah, like, now Seth is one of the detractors saying that Drew's not ready. But, you know, obviously Drew is. So I think that – you know, storytelling-wise, I think that was smart. Um, and I kind of really like Samoa Joe on, on commentary. He's really, really good on commentary. He has, like, uh, obviously some, like, he kind of, like, it takes him a bit to start a thought, I noticed, on Raw and on on commentary, and I don't know if maybe that's just him or maybe it's because somebody's trying to tell him whatever in his ear, so he's still adjusting to that. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like, I liked his insight. I always like a wrestler's insight whenever they're on commentary. That's why I like Taz on commentary. That's why I like... I mean, I didn't really care for JBL, but I like JBL for that point, you know. I never cared for JBL in commentary. He wasn't bad whenever he was saying Michael. That was kind of funny. Here's what I don't get. Why is JBL going into the Hall of Fame before Taz? Because Taz is in AEW and because they've always been pissed off at Taz and Taz has always been pissed off at them. I guess. Taz is always like, if you listen to any of his podcasts, like he takes things like super personally. Yeah, and like, I'm not saying that's a horrible thing, but like, he's a very passionate man. Un- he is. Um, he totally is. Uh, I, I but I just don't feel like they they slighted him. They they slighted him specifically. Um, I don't know. But yeah, he's not. Yeah, like that's uh, that's one person that's never gonna be in the Hall of Fame, at least not right away. I mean, he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame after he passes away. More than likely, they're always gonna do that. They're always gonna wait until these people pass to put them in because they're yeah. like, oh well, they can't talk shit about us now. Yep. Uh, money in the bank. So this was absolutely fun. <laughs> And and I was watching. I was at work while I was listening to this, so like I kind of saw half the match. I really had to come back home. When, it wasn't until I got home that I watched it again, and it was just so much fun. I got the Rona. Sorry. 
Thank mm-hmm. God we're in another state. Uh, so, sorry, smile. It's my allergies. I'm fucking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Where do we start with this? Because there's essentially two different matches going on at the same time. At the same time throughout the thing. So it starts out, we have our entrance coming in. Um, the men are coming in to through the gym. The women are coming in through you know, the lobby. Uh, it's funny when I was thinking... Oh, you froze up there. The, the ends were interesting because... Because they um, like still line up, they still just interesting. You're freezing up there. Um, oh shit! What the fuck? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Now? But yeah, I'm surprised to have them start. I thought they were gonna have them start in the same room for some reason. So did I. I thought that too. Um, are you there still? Hold on. All right. You there? I hope we didn't lose. I hope we didn't lose that part of the audio either. Because, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. we're just going to throw that whole episode out if we do. Yep. And I'm going to be pissed. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, no, okay, you were saying about Asuka's music? Oh, yeah, they, they cut her music. So they cut her music, and, like, they're just – all the women are like, where the fuck's Asuka at? And so, like, you kind of pan, the camera pans up, and she's, like, hanging, like, off of the fucking – like like a monkey just hanging off of a fucking tree. Just, like, she's just there getting ready to, like, pounce on, on the women. And the only thing that could come into my mind is when she's talking is, is hi, I'm Asuka, and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> like that's the only thing I could think of. I know, right? Oh my god! But also, like, how did no, like, how did she stay quiet that whole time? And she started dancing on the railing too. Yeah, it was hilarious. I loved, it. I loved every bit of that part. Uh, there are a lot of highlights on this. So we had the return of Brother Love. Uh, yeah, Brother Love looks a lot older now. Yeah, he does. But I was just like, how did you know that was not Bruce Pritchard? Like, did you really have to, like, like guess at that? <laughs> well, no, at first I was just like, wait. I'm like, I'm like, wait, was that Bruce Pritchard? And then I was like, wait, yeah, yeah, duh. Dumbass, his brother love. It was, it was kind of, I don't know, uh, that part was kind of interesting because the whole way they did it where Ray's looking for somebody, or Ray's looking for AJ, I think. Yeah. He looks in the restroom and brother love is coming out of the shitter and obviously he goes the whole I love you and Ray's just like yeah me too but I gotta go it's just like okay well <laughs> okay well you found it a lot funnier than I did I, I found it funny I, I found it really funny it was I, was, I, I was just happy I was just happy I got to see Brother Love um what I wasn't happy to see was uh Imposter Doink the Clown yeah what was up with that I have no idea like it wasn't even uh it wasn't even Steve it wasn't even Steve like it was just like some it was some guy wearing a Doink the Clown mask basically yeah it looks like it was just some intern like because obviously like was it uh the the original Doink the Clown passed away already yeah. but um yeah I have I had no idea what the fuck that was supposed to be was, by the way you're welcome oh thank you um 
Yeah, that I think uh, it was more. It didn't feel like it was supposed to be during the clown. It just felt like who was in the room? If it was it Otis or was it who the fuck was in there when when the clown popped up? Uh, oh no, it just it just it just felt like that was the sexual molestation molestation clown. Yeah, that's really what it felt like. Oh, one of the things I mentioned before that was uh was Corbin broke a mirror. Okay, see that part I didn't get. I wasn't sure if one, he was scared that he was gonna have to pay for that. Two, he realized that he almost killed a man. Or yeah, you're welcome. Or three, um, he realized that he broke a mirror, and that's bad luck. I think yes. I I think it was more like three. But I all but it, it almost felt like wow Corbin has a conscience, but that that he obviously doesn't after what happens at the end. But go on. Yeah, he clearly doesn't after after the end. But uh, yeah, some other highlights. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call this, this was one's more of a low light for me too. Was uh, so the women kept brawling around, and then the end they ended up fighting in a uh, conference room. And uh, oh yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, go on. And, well, no, uh, just just everything up to a certain point was kind of dumb because the the logic doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. But go on. So Dana Brooke, you know, slaps uh, Dana Brooke slaps what you call it with a chair. Nijax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a briefcase with money, like this has money in the bank on it like just hanging above the desk. And so she stands up on her desk and she grabs the briefcase full of money. And she's like, oh my God, I did it, I did it, I did it. Ah! And then we get a weird uh, Zoom cameo meeting from uh, Stephanie McMahon because clearly she's not there. Like, there's, yeah. like the background that she's in doesn't reflect anything around her, anything around her, this room. Yeah, the quality. No, well, it, well, the I could. They used a white wall for a white conference room. Yeah, but just the quality of it all. Just you could tell it was edited in. Yeah. So Stephanie Man's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "The Mets." She's like, "She's like, you know, the briefcase is on top of the roof." Mm-hmm. And it made yeah, it, it made Dana Brooke look stupid. It made Dana Brooke look stupid, which she kind of has for the past you know years. Um, but like we get to the part where they all meet up in catering, I guess. Yeah. And you know they all like all the men and all the women, and they're all like fighting over like where the fuck is the the briefcase? And Paul Heyman has to be the one to tell him that it's on the roof. Yeah. How did they not know it was on not on the roof? Like did they tell? Did did they fucking tell the the, the competitors? It seems like they told the competitors it's a fucking scavenger hunt, more than it is the money in the bank match. It it felt like I don't, yeah. I didn't understand that. It, and it was funny. You were saying this reminded you of, of an episode of Silent Library. Like, it felt like, yeah, like this is Silent Library meets Jackass. Yeah, yeah that's what I said from the beginning. It, sounded, it felt like a, more like an episode of Silent Library than anything. I was, I mean, there's things, there's things that I could have dealt without, but nonetheless, like, so they get into the cafeteria area. And of course, you know, Otis, yells out food fight so they start oh yeah they start, this, is, this is the most this is the most that i found otis entertaining yeah the best part about this though was uh Shayna baszler's reaction 
It was like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, they kind of show everybody else fighting, but, like, you see Shayna, like, a little bit in the background, and she's just kind of, like, just very lazily just throwing stuff, and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> if that's not on Botchamania, I don't know what it is. That's the, that's the Cause she was just like she, because she was just like she has that face, that look on her face. She's like, "I'm Ronda Rousey's best friend. Why am I doing this?" <laughs> uh, oh my god! So after the food fight, um, Otis goes into like they show Otis kind of walking about walking about the kitchen area and I see some pie and he's like oh oh, oh," you know he's horny for pie basically which who isn't yeah so like he turns around and there's John Laurinaitis oh the whole people power yeah I that the whole Laurinaitis thing that was around the time that I wasn't really watching WWE so like I don't didn't really do anything for me that was around the time when I re- restart getting back into WWE, and I was just remembering, oh. Yeah, that's the time I was actually watching better wrestling. No. Oh, by the way, nice shirt. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, some Mark got me a really, really nice uh, Brain Buster shirt from PWTs. So it's the Ghostbusters logo with the cir- red circle and everything, and it's yeah. the Ghostbusters ghost giving somebody a Brain Buster. Yes. I should have done an unboxing video for that. I mean, it's just one thing. You do that for the crates, not for just one fucking shirt. I mean, true. You're uh, just like, oh my god, jizz. Uh, jizz everywhere. Because I'm a nerd that grew up in the 80s. I could have been like, oh yeah, Matt. I, I could have totally uh, been like, oh yeah, Matt got me a special gift. Wonder what's inside. Like, all Blue's Clues style. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wait, how do you know what the fuck Blue's Clues is? I have nieces. That's good. That's fair. <laughs> you forget. Because I grew up with Blue's Clues. You, forget. you grew up with fucking Thundercats and shit. Fucking HR Puffin stuff. You forget. I have Angelina, I have Olivia, and then I have Chloe. Oh, Yeah. I don't know. It's just like you're not really allowed fucking like parks and playgrounds. So I, I kind of forget that you're actually forced around children that are related. So yeah. forgive me. Because I know the courts. Because I know the courts won't forgive you. <laughs> and neither will little Timmy's parents. Fuck you. Anyways. Says the altar boy. Yeah, I was the one that did the touching. Wait. Uh, <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Um. Anyways, so yeah. I touched myself, just just so everybody knows I didn't touch anybody else. Laurenitis gets pied in the face. Talk about it later on a separate podcast called Ultra Boys Go Dark. Get it? Because I was you know, an Ultra Boy and I'm The brown. only thing that would have been better if uh, didn't Laurenitis getting pied in the face was if it was just a cream pie. Well, it, it kind of was. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, it was more blueberry, I guess. Like, it, was it, was like like blueberry. A, it was like a blueberry strawberry kind of pie. Yeah, that's fair. Because it looked like just like one of those like whipped cream pies. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, so we have that, and then oh, how did you feel about the whole AJ Styles thing? So AJ Styles is looking for Mysterio, and um, AJ starts going through like this hallway full of posters from like WrestleMania's back. And also, what I noticed is that they kept the Roman Reigns poster up. Yeah. From WrestleMania 33. Yep. Uh, or 35, 34, 35, whatever. Um. And so he finally bumps into, like, uh, a poster of The Undertaker. And obviously he has literal, like, nom-like flashbacks of the Buried Alive match <laughs> that happened just a month prior. Yeah. Um, and then he opens a door, and it's The Undertaker purple lighting, but there's also two caskets in the room. And so freaking, he, you know, he's starting to freak out, and then Alistair comes and gives him either just a kick. I, I didn't consider it a black mask, but he just gives him a kick. Yeah. And pushes Styles into the room, and then closes the door, and Styles is just freaking out. How did you feel about that? That was a kind of. It felt like a dick move from. Uh, felt like a dick move. I just. I didn't think it was necessary. I don't because like if you're gonna ha- if if you really wanted to have him sell longer, you should have just kept him back. Like I understand needing him for like his star power or whatever, but like you really like they really missed out on the opportunity of like holding him back so that way he can have like he can even think about changing his character a bit or at least like letting the act the events of that affect how his what his character does later in the future yeah like they could have even done that next year you know they could i mean they probably aren't going to do a money in the bank in an hq but you know at some point they could have done it yeah i agree i thought it was just silly i agree i 100 agree with you on that it was, I mean, that part, like I said, they could have done without it. They could have done without it. It also makes Aleister Black look kind of like a dick. Because, like, clearly this guy has, like, a PTSD episode going on. And you're just going to I mean, push everybody kind of looks, everybody kind of looks like a dick in this match. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, real quick, the part that killed me was when they were in the catering during the food fight. Shayna just gets Mysterio and starts choking him out for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she lets him go, and then he gets squished by fucking Otis and Naya. <laughs> and I was just like, why are you hurting Mysterio like this? <laughs> like, what did Mysterio ever do to you? Exactly. Um, but, okay, so we get up to the roof. Oh, and oh so one, other thing one, that was, one other thing that was silly was, uh, so when Otis drops the weights on top of AJ... That was like super silly as well because again, because you kind of like you thought you, you when Otis dropped the weights on um when Otis dropped the weights on AJ. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's like he's like Mysterio. He's like help me out, and then Mysterio's like nah. And he goes, oh, uh, fuck. He said something. I guess this like you know he. I don't remember. I don't think he called him away, but like he said something like uh, he said something in Spanish, and it just made me laugh. <laughs> But it looks so cartoonish because you could see, you could easily tell that like he could just roll out of that thing. Well, it look, you can tell that he wasn't like necessarily squished, but it did look like there was a lot of weight on that regardless. Yeah. And uh, oh, uh, the other thing. So Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles were fighting about themselves, and then they ended up getting into Vince McMahon's office. And that was oh like, yeah, that was probably like my favorite, my favorite cameo of the whole thing because really, it, it, well because Vince McMahon just looks at them and he's like out. 
then, I, I, I found the part, yeah, I found that part where Styles and Daniels, like, they're, they stop fighting and they're just all sheepish. And they're just like, oh, oh sorry, sorry. And they start leaving and then Styles goes, wait, what? The chairs. Oh, yeah. And then they, they fix the chairs and they go and they're like, oh, we'll close the door behind you. But, like, they could have just, like, had Vince just, like, start getting hand sanitizer and they could have cut to outside. But yeah. they literally, like, you show him getting hand sanitizer, wiping his hands, getting in his chair, and then turning back and just going back to writing. And it's just like, okay, well, that's that was unnecessary, like, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. But just the fight, the fight outside too. They were just like, man, you really, you really look like a, like, like a, like a coward, like a coward. Just like me, you're the one that told me to fix the chairs. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then I just go back and fighting. Was, that mm. part was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was probably my favorite moment of the whole thing. I'm surprised they didn't try to throw Shane in there <laughs> for, like, for a cameo. Um, Even Linda. Yep. And then this all culminated with... uh... Oh, one thing real quick that I get out of seeing Vince McMahon's office is that he's into dinosaurs. Yeah. He's had that skull for, like, ever. He's had that... I've totally... Yeah, he's had that since uh, since Beyond the Mat, but I just completely forgot about it. Like, that's been in his office forever. Um, One of my... So this kind of ended up, you know, that was one of the final bits before getting to the actual ring of side of things. And then once we get to the ring, it was kind of like uh, Asuka started climbing the ladder. And then for some reason, Corbin decided to fight her at the top of the ladder. Yeah, because, well, okay, so I I understand it in the fact that he wants to get it first. Mm-hmm. Or he wants to get to get it before anybody gets there. But, like, yeah, I still understand, like, why he had to, like, try to fight her off the ladder. He could have gotten, like, another ladder yeah. or something. Or he could have been, you know, a gentleman and waited for her to get whatever the fuck she was getting. And then he waited. But, no, like, he deserved it. He deserved to get kicked off. Yeah. Uh, but then, so Asuka gets her, t- gets the briefcase, and she's the women's, 2020 women's money in the bank. Which proves also that Asuka is the single woman Hardy Boys of of this recent generation. She is. Because she won the tag team ladder match. She won that ladder match from the triple threat, even though she got help from Ronda, but that was inadvertent. She didn't, Ronda, I don't think meant, didn't mean to help Asuka. And now she wins the money in the bank. And I, I figured, I hope it was going to be Asuka, Asuka. I thought it was going to be Shayna, but I was more than okay with it being Asuka. And then, uh, on top of that, so this also kind of led into the whole WWE kind of spoiling things just a hair. So in one of the uh, previews for Raw tonight, like before, during during the uh, like during the pay-per-view, uh-huh. they said, uh, you know, Becky Lynch will fake it, Becky Lynch will come face-to-face with the Money in the Bank winner. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it's cool, so we know someone from Raw's winning the Money in the Bank. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I was like, good good job, WWE. I mean, my my initial thought when I heard it was just like, oh, regardless, like, whoever wins money in the bank, they're going to, they're mm-hmm. you know, they're going to confront Becky Lynch, but also at the same time, wait, there's a SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah. I completely forgot about Bailey, and I felt really bad afterwards. <laughs> she was in the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. 
But yeah, so we then have the men's continue their match. Um, Which ironically just, was so weird because all the women just disappeared after that. Yeah. It was like they got famished. Yeah, somebody told them that the matches ended and they just went fucking downstairs back to catering. All the women made them help clean up. Um, oh, you're breaking up there. I mean, there's only two big things out of, out of the end. Uh, one... Your huh? mic is coming in really awful right there. Try talking. Your mic is like... Uh, any better? Uh, get closer to your computer. No, because everything's lagging on my end. Oh. Yeah, your mic is like... It's Are you hearing better? No, it's starting to sound like really, really scrambling. Oh, I know. Because I want to turn on the microwave. That's why. This thing really picks up on the microwave. Really? Yeah. Weird. Um, there's two, so there's two big... Okay, yeah, there's two big um, key moments. The first one... I mean, we'll save, the, obviously, the second one for last because that's the end. But the first one... Corbin literally murdered two guys and nobody's done, doing anything about it. Yeah. He needs, like, he need, he needs to uh, go into like hiding. Hiding. He needs to go into quarantine. Yeah. He needs to find a safe house and uh, get the fuck out of there because he threw two men off of the building. He threw Mysterio just very non, like very unceremoniously. And then yeah. fucking he does the same thing to fucking Alistair. Yeah. And like, so I saw, I think it was, P, I think it was the torch or somebody who said that they, they were going to do that spot and that Vince McMahon ha- demonstrated the spot for the wrestler. They, they only said it was one wrestler at the time. They didn't say it was two. It was just one. But they said that Vince McMahon demonstrated the spot to the wrestler so that way they could see how safe it was. And the, the wording of that made me think that Vince McMahon took that bump. <laughs> and Vince McMahon got thrown over the, that little railing or whatever. Um, but yeah, like they don't even show you where they land, how they land. All you see them is just get thrown over and crash. Yeah. Thrown over, crash. I'm just like, okay, well, are, are, wouldn't they be dead if you're not showing us what the fuck happens? They missed out on a good opportunity of showing us what happened because all we seen was just fly over and that was it. They had they missed an opportunity to cut footage of of um fuck uh, motherfucking UPK motherfucker yeah um, Die Hard Die Hard I was just cutting footage from Die Hard and putting it right there in that spot and since they did it for two people they could have done the same fucking the same fucking scene twice <laughs> you know what? so overall you know what this uh you know what the money they make reminded me of. Have you ever seen the movie The Rat Race? Yes. Okay. There we go. I was thinking of uh, Cannonball Run, but yeah. Yeah. That too. I mean, that too. But I think I, more more so Rat Race. Yeah, more Rat Race. But honestly, I was this this felt more like uh, a, a match they that was produced by MTV more than anything. That's true. That too. But anyways, um, but, so the next. So the second. Thing, is the winner. So we get Corbin and we get Styles on top of the ladder. They're fighting. They're trying to take the thing off the... Trying to take the, the briefcase off the little latch. And so it's not really clear who gets it off or how they get it off aside from nipple play. But they, they get the briefcase off. Corbin fumbles it 
and so does Styles. And when Styles fumbles it, it falls to the floor. Well, first into Otis's. Into first, so first Elias comes in and slaps slaps uh, the guitar. That's right. Slaps the guitar, slaps the guitar across, across back of Corbin's, Corbin's back. back. So that fucks up Corbin. Yep. Styles that fumbles that it. Luck. That brings that uh, breaking that mirror bad luck kind of back into play. Styles fumbles it and then it falls into Otis's arms. Yep. And we have Otis is the 2020 men's money in the bank winner. Yep. And so this is how, so like, I was talking to my friend because I was at work and we were just like, I thought it was going to be Alistair. I was hoping it was going to be Alistair Black. My friend thought it was going to be Corbin, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But he, just as a joke, he was just like, oh, it's going to be Otis. And I was just like, that'd be interesting. And not even four minutes later, I come back and I'm like, dude, you fucking called it. <laughs> and we were just both in shock because we were like, Otis, really? Um, and like, obviously this isn't, I mean, it's not something that wasn't supposed to happen because this match was pre-recorded. Yeah. So they can't use the whole, like, oh, it was an accident. Um, like, no, they, they this. pre-recorded this. Yeah. Yep. I can see, um, obviously, I think they're going to turn this into, like, a storyline because... Corbin kind of had it. Styles, somebody unlatched it. I didn't see who unlatched it. Um, I'm starting a coalition for um, for baked potatoes. I'm calling it well, specifically the toppings. I'm mm-hmm. calling it all chives matter. Oh God! And then I'm any- starting another coalition. I'm starting another coalition for shitty local balls bars called uh, All Dives Matter. Do you have any kids that we don't know about, Dad? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Daddest joke I've ever heard. Oh my god! Come on, it's funny as shit. It's a dad joke. Uh, welcome to part two. <laughs> I got, I got another one. Here. I no. got. Go ahead. Uh, for all dorky white guys, all jives matter. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> jive jerkies. I hate you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Welcome to part two of part two of uh, Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna edit this all into one super long thing. So, Man, I took a week to record this because shit comes up all the time. So, mm-hmm. but um, the last thing we talked about was the actual Money in the Bank match from that 2010 pay per view. The yeah. match after that was Cena versus Sheamus in a steel cage match, and that was that certainly was. That was a match. That included the Nexus. Yeah. Which I don't think anybody in Nexus is still in WWE besides uh, besides Brian. Uh, who? Brian. Oh, was no? He was already out of the Nexus by that point. Yeah. Mm, yeah, nobody's with that company anymore. David Otunga. Yeah, that's pretty much it. No. The difference that 10 years can make. I, well, even a year, shit. But, like, I'd be surprised if any, like, if, like, 75% of those guys were still with the company. It's true. PJ Black was recently on Being the Elite. Who? PJ Black. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, there's an NBA Elite today. That's something I watched. Yeah. There's, damn right, um, there's an NBA to you. But, um, yeah. So there's the money in the bank. Like, we'd be more enthusiastic about it, but, like, that whole period of, like, the Nexus just coming and fucking shit up was kind of, like, dumb. Because, like, it'd be better if they were, like, NWO and just destroying everything, but, it like, they were almost clearly helping Sheamus. Yeah. And I think this was the beginning of the end of the original incarnation of Nexus. I don't think I've ever really cared too much for Sheamus or Shaughnessy. Like, I just... He made a really good uh, bebop or rock study. I can't remember which one he was. Really? Yeah. In his turtles. Hmm. No. Yeah, he's pretty good in that movie. Um. Yeah. So a lot of stuff has has happened since then. We recorded started recording last Wednesday. It's on Monday, the eleventh. Just to put us in time. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's go over real quick. AEW. That street fight, dude. Oh my god, that street fight was amazing. They did it from Daly's place, yeah. And so Daly's place uh, is like connected to the football stadium, correct? The Jaguars playing, and just the way that they were able to use all that space without really making it feel like they actually had to travel like far, like like super far away, just to get to the football stadium because that's yeah. where it ended. Yeah, but that was brilliant. Um, unfortunately, Matt Hardy lost in his debut match, but I mean that's fine. That's fine. He didn't. Did he take the pin or was it Omega who took the pin? Um, I can't remember. Omega. It was Omega because they power bombed Omega through that yeah. table. Yeah. You see, that's fine then. He didn't eat the pin. But it was like it was just my god. That was one of the hell of a street fight. That part where he hit Sammy with the cart. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. We had a. So Matt Hardy came out as broken Matt Hardy, and then midway through the match, he switched into regular Matt Hardy, and then at the end of the match, he was Damascus, mm-hmm. which I thought oh, was great. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Um, just the end, especially like, unfortunately, the numbers game kind of like got to them, and all the all the inner circle started just kicking Hardy's and Omega's ass. But just that ending visual of the inner circle standing in the football field and then, like, the lights in the background and the scoreboard and everything, that yeah, the was fireworks awesome. fireworks went off. Yeah, that was dope. That was smart. We got more pyro than we did at WrestleMania. They did have had sparklers for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They were able to do it for Gilbert. They should have done it for Gilbert. Yeah. Just add like two more sparklers. What we have to do. And I mean, they've done sparklers like in smaller confined areas for wrestling in the past. So. Yeah, but they have laws and they're more well known, so people would get on their case more. Now, interesting fact: I can't remember who. I can't remember who this person is, but one of the UFC fighters who was in the same mm-hmm. hotel as the AEW guys, no, tested positive for coronavirus. Ooh, 
I mean, hopefully he didn't get anywhere near any of those particular wrestlers. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Um, NXT, Adam Cole retained over Velveteen Dream. That was kind of really one of the only notable things from that show. We all kind of saw that coming, though. Yeah. Um, Killer Cross's debut was pretty nice. There we go. My bad. Killer Cross. Killer Cross's entrance was actually pretty dope. Yeah. And uh, Scarlet Bordeaux is now just only known as Scarlet. Yep. That was interesting. Bear with me. I'm plugging my laptop in. Hmm? I said bear with me. I'm plugging my laptop in. Very good. So, yeah, Scarlet Bordeaux is now just Scarlet. Hmm. I don't have my iPad. I have my notes. Keep talking. Let me go grab my iPad. Um, motherfucker, so professional. So so professional. Uh, here, we'll just pause it right here. Uh, 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 uh. All right, yeah, we did not pause at all. And no, we did not. You no, know, we did not pause at all. It was totally planned. Yes, yeah, totally planned because we're all professionals here and we know when to have our power source near our stuff. <laughs> Usually I'm the one who's uh professed has all my shirt ready. So I get Except condoms. I mean what I get a pass. Okay, sure. That's that's what you want to call it. But uh, yeah, so, uh, Killer Cross made his uh, NXT debut. Yep. Killer Cross made his NXT debut. Um, he was looked good. I mean, there's a lot of hype around him, so it it doesn't really surprise me. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he gets what he's looking for out of uh, being in NXT. Now. Uh, We had SmackDown after all this stuff, and SmackDown was a show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, it's just SmackDown and Raw feel so boring. More SmackDown than Raw. Wait, we haven't had Raw yet. We, start, we recorded last Wednesday. We did. We did record last Wednesday, but we're last, like last Monday's Raw. We talked about Raw. Yeah, I know. I'm just stating in general oh. that both SmackDown and Raw, pretty boring. Please cover SmackDown for us. Just a little, just just the hits. Just the hits. If there's any. Um. It was a show. <laughs> any build up for Money in the Bank, in that show. Um. You know what? Not really too much build up. It didn't feel like a uh it didn't feel like a go home show for a pay per view. You had right? I mean you had the build up like so your first match was uh Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. Uh uh-huh. which Deville won by pinfall after she cut you know, after she grabbed some of the tights. Mm-hmm. So not a clean finish, but whatevs. Um then we had New Day and Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison and the Forgotten Sons, mm. which uh, the Forgotten Sons 
the Forgotten Sons won by pinfall. Or sorry, it was uh, Miz who had a skull crush finale on Dorado for the pin. Mm. Uh, then we had a oh yeah, we had we had some match build up for the pre-show. So what was the pre-show match? The pre-show match was uh, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Okay. And uh, we had you know one of those segments with uh, Jeff Hardy and Renee Young. Then uh, we you know we had a little bit of the braid Bronstrom Bray Wyatt thing. And that's really it. The main met, the main event of the night was uh, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and Otis versus King Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. That was your that was your uh, go home match. Well then. So basically nothing that had to do with the money in the bank. I mean, other than the fact that Daniel Bryan oh, I guess. and, and Cor- Corbin are in the money in the bank, that's pretty much it. But except the other half wasn't, so what the fuck? Yeah. And like, like there was they weren't even on the card. No. It would have made more much more sense to have the three raw guys versus the three SmackDown guys. No. But I digress. It, it was a very boring, 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 boring show. But uh, Money in the Bank happened this past this past Sunday, aka yesterday. Uh huh. And uh, oh boy, oh boy. So the show itself ran two hours and twenty four minutes with a one hour pre show. Okay, so it was still less than a usual uh, a usual peer review under normal circumstances. Correct. Now, according um, to uh, Russell Talk, um, this is because Vince McMahon wants to do you know smaller or shorter pay per views while there's no fans. Yeah. So I mean that uh, uh, that's what I was thinking of too. I mean, like I can understand without fans because it it still feels weird, but also like for just for the sake of like not having too many people around still because like some of those matches were still alive. I think the only matches that weren't live were obviously the Money in the Bank match, and I think one of the championship matches wasn't. What show? Uh, which matches were live? Um. The Truth Lashley one I heard was live. Okay. And um, the women's. Okay. And I think uh, I think the McIntyre Rollins one was live. That one like felt like it was forever. That wasn't horrible though. It didn't feel long, but it wasn't necessarily horrible. Now uh, we had a total of eight matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's including pre-show. So let's kick it off by uh, the pre-show. So you know all this hype was Jeff Hardy was building. Like we just got a pre-show match for him. Mm-hmm. They spent the for last Jeff Hardy? huh for Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's nothing. Nothing really fits in the in the card for him to necess. necess- to necessitate him being on the main card. 
Because he's just coming back. Wait, wait. You want to? Seamus was feuding with him. Uh huh. But Seamus wasn't in the match. No. Seamus didn't even wasn't even on the pre-show. I I look at it as like they want and buy the thing, so they're going to use a returning star with a big name. That's my excuse for it, at least. I guess. It just it feels like a waste of uh, talents from Jeff Hardy. Well, you have to kind of ease them back in. It's like when you see somebody for the first time and you you know you have sex again for like the first time in months, and then you just can't go straight to straight to the thing without foreplay. No, you got to ease it in. I, mean, I know that's I not how you do it. But <laughs> glad, you're just glad like, this is going to hurt. Uh, this is going to hurt me when it hurts you. Uh. Like, oh, that felt pretty good. Um, and he's just like, it, it might have felt good for you. <laughs> then we had our first match of the night, which was the Fatal 4-Way for SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Ship. Which I'm surprised they had ten fucking eight people in the ring. Yeah, nine people total around the ring. Oh, that's true. Oh, uh, I mean they are in Florida, so nobody really cares in Florida. Did you see that fucking video? Uh, I mean, I don't know. If it was, no, it was a fucking. Uh, it was uh, well, I don't know if it was a video, but I heard audio of this fucking lady who was. She's in Florida. She's in, I think, um, it's like Jacksonville, maybe. I don't fucking remember, but she's like driving in her car, or whatever, and she's talking about like why people are getting the virus, and they're like, oh, it's because all these people drink Corona, like that's what's giving you the virus. It's all Corona. You know what we drink down here in Florida? Natural light. Why? Because it's natural. <laughs> fucking kidding me. That's the most Florida thing I could ever imagine. I was just like, I couldn't tell if she was being facetious or not, but I was just like, fucking hell. That's why they call it Florida, man. I mean. Uh, all right, let's get through this pay-per-view. So we had the New Day versus Forgotten Sons, most more specifically Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake, mm-hmm. uh, Miz and Morrison, and the Lucha House Party of Grand Malik and uh, Lance Dorado. And so the finish saw, it was I think it was Big E pin, mm-hmm. Dorado for the... And then, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a match. I loved the high flying stuff that we got out of Lucha House Party and John Morrison. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh my God, make Lucha House Party dark and join with dark John Morrison. Changes change John Morrison's name back to Johnny Mundo. I'm sure they know that, and I'm sure AAA will jump on their ass to sue them no matter what. <laughs> like, real quickly. Even after all the time they've used WWE music, they'll be like, nope, you use Mundo. It's ours. Give us pesos. I mean, money. <laughs> they would. They really, really would. I, I guess. No, you know what? They, they name him. Instead of uh, Johnny Mundo, they call him uh, Johnny Menudo. I'm all for it. I, I mean, I'd be okay with that. I, I prefer Johnny Pozole, but... I was okay. going to just say Johnny Pozole, too. 
Uh, yeah, give me that. I, I want that. I want that in real life. Uh, then after that, we had what was what was supposed to be a match between R-Truth and MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bobby Lashley came out, told MVP, go home, you have the night off. Mm-hmm. R-Truth accidentally slept, Bobby Lashley, and yeah, it was a squash fest. Yay. Um, after the match, they had like a post-match interview with uh, R-Truth in the back and He's talking about how he needs his 24-7, 365, 365, 420, 711, uh, I-95 championship back. I-95 South. I-95 South, sorry, yeah. So he said he was going to, uh, he said he was going to pin Tom Brady for it. Which I kind of want to see. I, I kind of want to see that too. I just kind of want to see opening day of NFL and... Archive comes out and pins Tom Brady. Yeah. Rob Bukonski just starts running. It'll be fun. Uh, then after this, we had... we had, Oh, actually, before this, we had another promo with uh, with with our uh, boy, Drew McIntyre. First of all, he wished all the mothers a happy Mother's Day, which was so sweet of him. Such a little I mean. heart. I'm sure just by looking in the camera and saying that he made a lot of people mothers. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a really psychotic Scottish baby from him, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss more from that. So then after after his promo, we had Bailey versus Tamia. Um, I didn't realize this. This was uh, Tamina's first chance at any sort of uh, singles title belt. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that either. Didn't oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, somebody mentioned it last time. Yeah. I didn't realize that till last night, and I was like, oh, huh. Um, here's my problem with the match is the finish. Mm-hmm. So... Bailey rolled up Tamia with with her shoulders, uh-huh. but it just looked really, really sloppy. Kind of, yeah. I just want to make a point though that everybody always has a problem with your finishes, so I don't know who, why you have room to speak about this. But, <laughs> but go on. Look, my finishes are amateur, not professional. Yeah. <laughs> You know I'm not wrong. I I wouldn't know that. I, we're not from Alabama. We're not from Florida. We're not from in, West Virginia. You know, Virginia. Yeah. I was going to say Virginia, but okay. East Virginia. Southwest Virginia. But that's gone. Uh, Virginia is really weird, too, because like, if you're from Northern Virginia, you don't right. identify as a Southern Virginian. Really? Yeah. Like, if you're from Richmond, you don't say you're from Virginia. You say you're from Richmond, Virginia. It's a real thing. I mean, but would you want to be from... Like, would, you, would you really want to delineate, like, oh, I'm from South something. I'm from South whatever. Unless you're from South Dakota. But even then, like, even if you're from South Dakota, you're not like, I'm from South Dakota. You're like, I'm from the Dakota on the bottom. 
Bottom Dakota, not top Dakota. Yeah. It says a lot about yourself as a person when you say that. Our bottom. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, back to back to the subject. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh fuck, Bailey. So yes, Bailey uh, ended up painting her. Uh, there was some post match shenanigans. I don't think it's the end of uh, Tamiya versus Bailey for a while. I'm pretty sure it's going to continue on for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, we had the uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt match. And uh, this is kind of exactly how I called it. So it was Bray Wyatt, not Fiend Bray Wyatt. So it came out with the whole Firefly Funhouse, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I figured I, I figured for all these matches, especially for the two world title matches, they were going to take any belts off of anybody because it's far too soon. I agree. So, like, first off, like, one, like, I knew that. Two, why do you think these two matches went on third and fourth? Like, do you think they automatically knew that the Money in the Bank match was just going to be, like, the best thing? I think it's a mixture of that being the best thing and the fact that nobody was going to cash in Money in the Bank on that day. Well, I mean, not if there's, I mean, yeah, I guess there's always that threat, but, like, you don't telegraph about having that match on last for that reason. That's true. They Oh, they did... So WWE kind of kind of spoiled things midway through, uh, or actually mid, midway through the program, when they had a promo promo for one of their upcoming shows, um, and I'll talk about that after the Money in the Bank Bank match itself. But um, yeah, so Braun Strowman ends up defeating Bray Wyatt. There was some shenanigans where you know he put the black sheep mask back on. Mm-hmm. And for a second there, you know, it looked like Braun was coming back with Bray and obviously not. Uh, it was it was a decent match. Yeah, it, I mean, just the... the, the... Nope, you whatever they're doing with Bray Wyatt seems to be more fun and more thought out. Sorry, whatever they're doing with Bray Wyatt right now seems more fun and more thought out than anything before Crown Jewel. Or anything, at, you know, Crown Jewel, between Crown Jewel and, you know, WrestleMania. Because, yeah. like, some of the stuff for WrestleMania, like, the, some of the build-up was good, especially maybe, like, the last week or two. But everything else is kind of, like, meh. Now, do you see, uh, do you, what do you think is the next thing for Bray Wyatt? Do you think he challenges Braun Strowman as the Fiend? Uh, well, yeah, it's going to have to be The Fiend next, so whatever uh, pay-per-view is going to be next, it's going to be The Fiend, obviously. Backlash is the next pay-per-view. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him taking it off. I mean, The Fiend's only been destroyed. Uh, destroyed. The Fiend's been only been defeated once, mm-hmm. so, I mean, they could have Braun Strowman be his second defeat, which would kind of make sense, because Braun Strowman is so big, but they will really want to keep up that whole, like... I guess not Mystique, but just the whole, like, how dangerous the Fiend is, it makes sense for him to bring Braun Strowman down. Yeah. 
Um, next up, we had Drew McIntyre versus uh-huh. Seth Rollins. With a uh, new Seth Rollins music. Again, this match did feel kind of long. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, I get it. It's it's that whole um, Messiah. Uh, well, no, I wasn't gonna say Messiah. It's just that whole thing of um, not giving anybody a reason to cheer for the heel. Yeah. So that's why they changed the theme. That's why they changed the theme from you know burning down to whatever the fuck this is. This whole Messiah thing. But also like they did it with Shinsuke Nakamura when after WrestleMania. They changed his theme to that uh, Japanese music because nobody would be able to sing along to it. They wanted to take that away from the fans. So this is smart. I see it. I don't like it, but I understand it. Do you uh, do you know why? Uh, do you know the words to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's song? Um, I kick people in the balls because that's what they tell me to do because Vince really likes balls. I don't know. It's actually, no, it's been translated into, uh, it's been translated into kicking AJ Styles in the balls. Really? Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> it's, it's really that. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so dumbfounded right now. You're like, I never knew that. Yeah, that's kind of his legacy now. That's yeah. CJ Styles' legacy. Besides being fucking like, I mean, besides being buried by the Undertaker, he's now had his nuts knocked around by Shinsuke Nakamura, and that's just something I'm gonna remember when he goes into the Hall of Fame. It's the whole reason why he wasn't cut from WWE yet is because the uh, the amount of ball kicks he's taken from Shinsuke Nakamura. Just they're like, okay, well, you're never gonna have kids again, so we'll keep you around through this pandemic. <laughs> like it's kind of our bad. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the match? Money and uh, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. It went too long. It went far too long. Um, I think it was okay. I didn't think. Um, I would have turned it down like five minutes. How long was the match? Twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's far too long. Yeah, I would have trimmed off about five minutes. Because you want to, you know, you made him beat the Beast. And now, I guess, yeah, he's going up against the King Slayer or the Beast Slayer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you you could have made Drew look a little bit stronger. Not like he had to fight for it, like, immediately off the back. No. But I kind of like the point that, like, I kind of like the point that Joe was making um, on commentary. I think it was Joe. I don't remember. Who, I think it was maybe... Uh, uh, Tom Phillips or whatever, yeah. but they were saying how, you know, Drew McIntyre has to prove how that he can carry the company as the champion, and like you know he has to prove that to Seth Rollins, who basically had to prove the same thing, and now Seth ago, is yeah. like one of, yeah, like now Seth is one of the detractors saying that Drew's not ready, but you know obviously Drew is, so I think that in you know storytelling wise, I think that was smart, um, and I kind of really like Samoa Joe on on commentary. He's really, really good on commentary. He has, like, uh, obviously some, like, he kind of, like, it takes him a bit to start a thought, I noticed, on Raw and on on commentary, and I don't know if maybe that's just him or maybe it's because somebody's trying to tell him whatever in his ear, so he's still adjusting to that. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like, I liked his insight. I always like a wrestler's insight whenever they're on commentary. That's why I like Taz on commentary. That's why I like... Uh, I mean, I didn't really care for JBL, but I like JBL for that point, you know. 
I never cared for JBL in commentary. He wasn't bad whenever he was saying Michael. That was kind of funny. Here's what I don't get. Why is JBL going into the Hall of Fame before Taz? Because Taz is in AEW and because they've always been pissed off at Taz and Taz has always been pissed off at them. I guess. Taz is always like, if you listen to any of his podcasts, like he takes things like super personally. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying that's a horrible thing, but like, he's a very passionate man. Un- he is. Um, he totally is. Uh, I, I but I just don't feel like they they slighted him. They they slighted him specifically. Um. I don't know, but yeah, he's not. Yeah, like that's a, that's one person that's never going to be in the Hall of Fame, at least not right away. I mean, he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame after he passes away. More than likely, they're always going to do that. They're always going to wait until these people pass to put them in because they're yeah. like, oh well, they can't talk shit about us now. Yep. Uh, money in the bank. So this was absolutely fun. <laughs> And and I was watching. I was at work while I was listening to this, so like I kind of saw half the match. I really had to come back home. When it wasn't until I got home that I watched it again, and it was just so much fun. I got the Rona. Sorry. <coughs> Thank God we're in another state. Uh, so, sorry, it's my it's my allergies. I'm fucking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Where do we start with this? Because there's essentially two different matches going on at the same time. At the same time throughout the thing. So it starts out, we have our entrance coming in. Um, the men are coming in to through the gym. The women are coming in through you know, the lobby. Uh, it's funny when I... Um, oh, you froze up there. The ends the were interesting because were because they um, like still line up, they still kisses. You're freezing up there. Um, oh shit! What the fuck? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Now? But yeah, I'm surprised to have them start. I thought they were gonna have them start in the same room for some reason. So did I. I thought that too. Um, are you there still? Hold on. All right. You there? I hope we didn't lose. I hope we didn't lose that part of the audio either. Because, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. we're just going to throw that whole episode out if we do. Yep. And I'm going to be pissed. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, no, okay, you were saying about Asuka's music? Oh, yeah, they, they cut her music. So they cut her music, and, like, they're just – all the women are like, where the fuck's Asuka at? And so, like, you kind of pan, the camera pans up, and she's, like, hanging, like, off of the fucking like, – like a monkey just hanging off of a fucking tree. Just, like, she's just there getting ready to, like, pounce on, on the women. And the only thing that could come into my mind is when she's talking is, is hi, I'm Asuka, and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> like that's the only thing I could think of. I know, right? Oh my god! But also, like, how did no? Like, how did she stay quiet that whole time? And she started dancing on the railing too. Yeah, it was hilarious. I loved. It. I loved every bit of that part. Uh, there are a lot of highlights 
on this. So we had the return of Brother Love. Uh, yeah, Brother Love looks a lot older now. Yeah, he does. But I was just like, how did you know that was not Bruce Pritchard? Like, did you really have to like, like guess at that? <laughs> well, no. At first, I was just like, wait. I'm like, wait, was that Bruce Pritchard? And then I was like, wait, yeah, yeah, duh, dumbass, his brother love. It was, it was kind of, I don't know, uh, that part was kind of interesting because the whole way they did it, where Ray's looking for somebody, or Ray's looking for AJ, I think, yeah. he looks in the restroom and brother love is coming out of the shitter, and obviously he goes the whole "I love you," and Ray's just like, "Yeah, me too," but I gotta go. It's just like, okay, well. <laughs> Okay, well, you found it a lot funnier than I did. I, I found it funny. I, I found it really funny. It was I, was, I, I was just happy. I was just happy I got to see Brother Love. Um, what I wasn't happy to see was uh, Imposter Dunk the Clown. Yeah, what was up with that? I have no idea. Like, it wasn't even, uh, it wasn't even Steve. It wasn't even Steve. Like, it was just like some, it was some guy wearing a Dunk the Clown mask, basically. Yeah, it looks like it was just some intern. Like, because obviously, like, was it uh, the, the original Dunk the Clown passed away already? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have, I have no idea what the fuck that was supposed to be. By me? the way, you're welcome. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, that, I think, yeah, it was more, it didn't feel like it was supposed to be Dunk the Clown. It just felt like. Who was in the room? If it was it Otis or was it who the fuck was in there when when the clown popped up? Uh, oh no, it just it just it just felt like that was the sexual molestation clown. Yeah, that's really what it felt like. Oh, one of the things I mentioned before that was uh was Corbin broke a mirror. Okay, see that part I didn't get. I wasn't sure if one he was scared that he was gonna have to pay for that. Two he realized that he almost killed a man or yeah, you're welcome. Or three. Um, he realized that he broke a mirror and that's bad luck. I think, yes. I, I think it was more like three, but I all, but it, it almost felt like, wow, Corbin has a conscience, but that, that he obviously doesn't after what happens at the end, but go on. Yeah. He clearly doesn't after, after he had, but uh, yeah, some other highlights. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call this, this was one's more of a low light for me too. Was uh, so the women kept brawling around, and then the end. They ended up fighting in a uh, conference room, and uh, oh yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, go on. And, well, no, uh, just just everything up to a certain point was kind of dumb because the the logic doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. But go on. So Dana Brooke, you know, slaps uh, Dana Brooke slaps what you call it with a chair. Nijax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's a briefcase with money, like this says money in the bank on it, like just hanging above the desk. And so she stands up on her desk and she grabs the briefcase full of money. She's like, oh my god, I did it, I did it, I did it. Ah. And then we get a weird uh, Zoom cameo meeting from uh, Stephanie McMahon because clearly she's not there. Like, there's, yeah. like, the background that she's in doesn't reflect anything around her, anything around her, this room. Yeah, the quality, no, well, it, well the, I could, they used the white wall for a white conference room. Yeah. But just the quality of it all, just you could tell it was edited in. Yeah. 
So Stephanie Man's like, what are you doing? She's like, the Mets, she's like, she's like, you know, the briefcase is on top of the roof. Mm-hmm. And it made, yeah. it, it made Danner Brook look stupid. It made Danner Brook look stupid, which he kind of has for the past, you know, years. Um, but like, we get to the part where they all meet up in catering, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, they all, like, all, all the men and all the women, and they're all, like, fighting over, like, where the fuck is the, the briefcase? And Paul Heyman has to be the one to tell him that it's on the roof. Yeah. How did they not know it was on not on the roof? Like, did they tell? Did did they fucking tell the the, the competitors? It seems like they told the competitors it's a fucking scavenger hunt, more than it is a money in the bank match. It it felt like I don't, yeah. I didn't understand that. It, and it was funny you were saying this reminded you of, of an episode of Silent Library, like it felt like yeah, like this is Silent Library meets Jackass. Yeah, the yeah, so except from the beginning, it sounds it felt like a more like an episode of Silent Library than anything. I was, I mean, there's things, there's things that I could have dealt without, but nonetheless, like, so they get into the cafeteria area, and of course, you know, Otis yells out "food fight," so they start. Oh yeah, they start, this is this is the most this is the most that I found Otis entertaining. Yeah. The best part about this still was uh, Shayna Baszler's reaction. It was like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, they kind of show everybody else fighting, but, like, you see Shayna, like, a little bit in the background, and she's just kind of, like, just very lazily just throwing stuff, and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> if that's not on Botchamania, I don't know what it is. Because she was just like, she has that face, that look on her face. She's like, I'm Ronda Rousey's best friend. Why am I doing this? <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god. So after the food fight, um, Otis goes into, like, they show Otis kind of walking about walking about the kitchen area and um, I see some pie and he's like oh, oh, oh you know he's horny for pie basically which who isn't yeah so like he turns around and there's John Laurinaitis oh the whole people power yeah I that the whole Laurinaitis thing that was around the time that I wasn't really watching WWE so like I don't didn't really do anything for me that was around the time when I re- restart getting back into WWE, and I was just remembering, oh. Yeah, that's the time I was actually watching better wrestling. No. Oh, by the way, nice shirt. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, some Mark got me a really, really nice uh, Brain Buster shirt from PWTs. So it's the Ghostbusters logo with the cir- red circle and everything, and it's yeah. the Ghostbusters ghost giving somebody a Brain Buster. Yes. I should have done an unboxing video for that. I mean, it's just one thing. You do that for the crates, not for just one fucking shirt. I mean, true. You're uh, just like, oh my god, jizz. Uh, jizz everywhere. Because I'm a nerd that grew up in the 80s. I could have been like, oh yeah, Matt. I, I could have totally uh, been like, oh yeah, Matt got me a special gift. Wonder what's inside. Like, all Blue's Clues style. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wait, how do you know what the fuck Blue's Clues is? I have nieces. That's good. That's fair. (laughs) Because I grew up with Blue's Clues. 
You, you grew up with fucking Thundercats and shit. Fucking HR Puffin stuff. You forget. I have Angelina, I have Olivia, and then I have Chloe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like you're not really allowed fucking like parks and playgrounds, so I, I kind of forget that you're actually forced around children that are related. So yeah. forgive me. Because I, I know the courts won't forgive you. <laughs> and neither will little Timmy's parents. Fuck you. Anyways. Says the altar boy. Yeah. I was the one that did the touching. Wait. Uh, <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Um, anyways, so yeah. I touched myself. Just just so everybody knows I didn't touch anybody else. Laurenitis gets pied in the face. Talk about it later on the separate podcast called Ultra Boys Go Dark. Get it? Because I was you know, an Ultra Boy and I'm The brown. only thing that would have been better if uh, didn't Laurenitis getting pied in the face was if it was, if it was just a cream pie. Well, it, it kind of was. <laughs> oh, no, it was more blueberry, I guess. Like, it, was it, was like blueberry. Like a, it was like a blueberry strawberry kind of pie. Yeah, that's fair. Because it looked like just like one of those like whipped cream pies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so we have that, and then, oh, how, how did you feel about the whole AJ Styles thing? So AJ Styles is looking for Mysterio, and, um, AJ starts going through, like, this hallway full of posters from, like, WrestleMania's back, and also what I noticed is that they kept the Roman Reigns poster up yep. from WrestleMania 33, yep. uh, or 35, 34, 35, whatever, um, and so he finally bumps into like uh, a poster of the Undertaker, and obviously he has literal like nom like flashbacks of the Buried Alive match <laughs> that happened just a month prior. Yeah. Um, and then he opens a door, and it's the Undertaker purple lighting, but there's also two caskets in the room. And so freaking, he, you know, he's starting to freak out, and then Alistair comes and gives him either just a kick. I, I didn't consider it a black mask, but he just gives him a kick. Yeah. And pushes Styles into the room, and then closes the door, and Styles is just freaking out. How did you feel about that? That was a kind of. It felt like a dick move from. Uh, felt like a dick move. I just. I didn't think it was necessary. I don't because like if you're gonna ha- if if you really wanted to have him sell longer, you should have just kept him back. Like I understand needing him for like his star power or whatever, but like you really like they really missed out on the opportunity of like holding him back so that way he can have like he can even think about changing his character a bit or at least like letting the act the events of that affect how his what his character does later in the future yeah like they could have even done that next year you know they could i mean they probably aren't going to do a money in the bank in an hq but you know at some point they could have done it yeah i agree i thought it was just silly i agree i 100 agree with you on that it was, I mean, that part, like I said, they could have done without it. They could have done without it. It also makes Aleister Black look kind of like a dick. Because, like, clearly this guy has, like, a PTSD episode going on. And you're just going to I mean, push everybody kind of looks, everybody kind of looks like a dick in this match. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, real quick, the part that killed me was when they were in the catering during the food fight. Shayna just gets Mysterio and starts choking him out for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she lets him go, and then he gets squished by fucking Otis and Naya. 
<laughs> and I was just like, why are you hurting Mysterio like this? <laughs> what did Mysterio ever do to you? Exactly. Um, but okay, so we get up to the roof. Oh, and oh so one, other thing one, that was, one other thing that was silly was uh, so when Otis drops the weights on top of AJ, that was like super silly as well because because you kind of like you thought you, you when Otis dropped the weights on um when Otis dropped the weights on AJ. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's like he's like Mysterio. He's like help me out, and then Mysterio's like nah. He go, uh, fuck. He said something. I guess this, like you know. He, I don't remember. I don't think he called him away, but like he said something. Like uh, he said something in Spanish, and it just made me laugh. <laughs> but it looks so cartoonish because you could see, you could easily tell that like he could just roll out of that thing. Well, it looked, you can tell that he wasn't like necessarily squished, but it did look like there was a lot of weight on that, regardless. Yeah. And uh, oh, uh, the other thing. So Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles were fighting about themselves, and then they ended up getting into Vince McMahon's office. And that was oh like, yeah, that was probably like my favorite, my favorite cameo of the whole thing because really, it, it, well because Vince McMahon just looks at them and he's like out. And then, I I, I found the part yeah I found that part where Styles and Daniels like they're they stop fighting and they're just all sheepish. And they're just like, oh, oh sorry, sorry. And they start leaving, and then Styles goes, wait, what? The chairs. Oh, yeah. And then they, they fix the chairs, and they go, and they're like, oh, we'll close the door behind you. But, like, they could have just, like, had Vince just, like, start getting hand sanitizer, and they could have cut to outside. But yeah. they literally, like, you show him getting hand sanitizer, wiping his hands, getting in his chair, and then turning back and just going back to writing. And it's just like, okay, well, that's that was unnecessary, like, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. But just the fight, the fight outside too. They were just like, "Man, you really, you really look like a like like a like a coward, like a coward." Just like me, you're the one that told me to fix the chairs. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just go back and fighting. That mm. part was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was probably my favorite moment of the whole thing. I'm surprised they didn't try to throw Shane in there <laughs> for, like, for a cameo. Um, Even Linda. Yep. And then this all culminated with... uh... Oh, one thing real quick that I get out of seeing Vince McMahon's office is that he's into dinosaurs. Yeah. He's had that skull for, like, ever. He's had that... I've totally... Yeah, he's had that since uh, since Beyond the Mat, but I just completely forgot about it. Like, that's been in his office forever. Um, One of my... So this kind of ended up, you know, that was one of the final bits before getting to the actual ring of side of things. And then once we get to the ring, it was kind of like uh, Asuka started climbing the ladder. And then for some reason, Corbin decided to fight her at the top of the ladder. Yeah, because, well, okay, so I I understand it in the fact that he wants to get it first. Mm-hmm. Or he wants to get to get it before anybody gets there. But, like, yeah, I still understand, like, why he had to, like, try to fight her off the ladder. He could have gotten, like, another ladder yeah. or something. Or he could have been, you know, a gentleman and waited for her to get whatever the fuck she was getting. And then he waited. But no, like, he deserved it. He deserved to get kicked off. Yeah. Uh, but then, so Oscar gets her, to, gets the briefcase, and she's the women's, 2020 women's money in the bank, which proves also that Oscar is the single woman Hardy Boys of 
of this recent generation. She is. Because she won the tag team ladder match. She won that ladder match from the triple threat, even though she got help from Ronda, but that was inadvertent. She didn't, Ronda, I don't think, meant, didn't mean to help Asuka. And now she wins the money in the bank. And I, I figured, I hope it was going to be Asuka, Asuka. I thought it was going to be Shayna, but I was more than okay with it being Asuka. And then uh, on top of that, so this also kind of led into the whole WWE kind of spoiling things just a hair. So in one of the uh, previews for Raw tonight, like before, during, during the, uh, like during the pay-per-view, uh-huh. they said, uh, you know, Becky Lynch will, Becky Lynch will come face to face with the Money in the Bank winner. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, it's cool. So we know someone from Raw's winning the Money in the Bank. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I was like, good good job, WWE. I mean, my, my initial thought when I heard it was just like, oh, regardless, like, whoever wins Money in the Bank, they're going to, they're mm-hmm. you know, they're going to confront Becky Lynch, but also at the same time, wait, there's a SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah. I completely forgot about Bailey, and I felt really bad afterwards. <laughs> she was in the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so we didn't have the men's continue their match. Uh, which, ironically, just, was so weird, because all the women just disappeared after that. Yeah. It was like they got famished. Yeah, somebody told them that the matches ended, and they just went fucking downstairs back to catering. All the women made them help clean up. Um... Oh, you're breaking up there. I mean, there's only two big things out of, out of the end. Uh, one... Your uh-huh. mic is coming in really awful right there. Try talking. Your mic is like... Uh, any better? Uh, get closer to your computer. No, because everything's lagging on my end. Oh. Yeah, your mic is like... It's Are you hearing better? No, it's starting to sound like really, really scrambling. Oh, I know. I want to turn on the microwave. That's why. This thing really picks up on the microwave. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Um, there's two, so there's two big... Uh, okay, there you, uh, you know, Okay. Yeah, there's two big um, key moments. The first one... I mean, we'll save, the, obviously, the second one for last because that's the end. But the first one... Corbin literally murdered two guys, and nobody's done, doing anything about it. Yeah, he needs. Like, he, need, he needs to uh, go into like hiding. Hiding. He needs to go into quarantine. Yeah, he needs to find a safe house and uh, get the fuck out of there because he threw two men off of the building. He threw Mysterio just very non, like very unceremoniously, and then yeah. fucking he does the same thing to fucking Alistair. Yeah, and like. So I saw, I think it was, P, I think it was the torch or somebody who said that they, they were going to do that spot and that Vince McMahon had demonstrated the spot for the wrestler. They, they only said it was one wrestler at the time. They didn't say it was two. It was just one. But they said that Vince McMahon demonstrated the spot to the wrestler so that way they could see how safe it was. And the, the wording of that made me think that Vince McMahon took that bump. <laughs> and Vince McMahon got thrown over the, that little railing or whatever. Um, but yeah, like they don't even show you where they land, how they land. All you see them is just get thrown over and crash. Yeah. Thrown over, crash. I'm just like, okay, well, are, are, wouldn't they be dead if you're not showing us what the fuck happens? 
they missed out on a good opportunity of showing us what happened because all we seen was just fly over and that was it. They they had they missed an opportunity to cut footage of of um fuck uh, motherfucking UPK motherfucker yeah um, die hard die hard I was just cutting footage from Die Hard and putting it right there in that spot and since they did it for two people that could have done the same fucking the same fucking scene twice you know what? so overall you know what this uh you know what the money they make reminded me of. Have you ever seen the movie The Rat Race? Yes. Okay. There we go. I was thinking of uh, Cannonball Run, but yeah. Yeah. That too. I mean, that too. But I think I, more more so Rat Race. Yeah, more Rat Race. But honestly, I was this this felt more like uh, a, a match they that was produced by MTV more than anything. That's true. That too. But um, anyways, but, so the next. So the second. Thing, is the winner. So we get Corbin and we get Styles on top of the ladder. They're fighting. They're trying to take the thing off the, trying to take the, the briefcase off the little latch. And so it's not really clear who gets it off or how they get it off aside from nipple play, but they, they get the briefcase off. Corbin fumbles it and so does Styles. And when Styles fumbles it, it falls to the floor well, first, into Otis's into a first, So first Elias comes in and slaps, slaps uh, the guitar. That's right. Slaps the guitar, slaps the guitar across, across back of Corbin's, Corbin's back. back. So that fucks up Corbin. Yep. Styles that fumbles that it. Luck. That brings that uh, breaking that mirror bad luck kind of back into play. Styles fumbles it and then it falls into Otis's arms. Yep. And we have... Otis is... The 2020 men's money in the bank winner. Yep. And so this is how. So like, I was talking to my friend because I was at work and we were just like, I thought it was gonna be Alistair. I was hoping it was gonna be Alistair Black. My friend thought it was gonna be Corbin, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But he just as a joke, he was just like, oh, it's gonna be Otis. And I was just like, that'd be interesting. And not even four minutes later, I come back. And I'm like, dude, you fucking called it. <laughs> and we were just both in shock because we were like, Otis, really? Um, and like obviously this isn't I mean it's not something that wasn't supposed to happen because this match was pre-recorded yeah so they can't use the whole like oh it was an accident um, like no they, they this. pre-recorded this yeah yep I can see um, obviously I think they're going to turn this into like a storyline because Corbin kind of had it. Styles, somebody unlatched it. I didn't see who unlatched it. Um, but Styles didn't have full possession of the case. Yeah. Like, they even showed in the replay, he didn't even have it in his hand for, like, a second. Yeah. Like, it just, it just kind of, like, slipped past him and then went to Otis. Um. So, like, I don't know how they're going to do that. If they're going to do that, they might, but I don't know. Uh, or they're probably going to have Styles and Otis and then Styles is going to win. Because they've had this before. They've had the briefcase. Yeah. 